0: Welcome to Life in the Music Business, a masterclass with Professor Pooch and your host,
1: Bass Face. Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back to Life in the Music Business. What's going on, Professor Pooch? Oh, who the hell
0: knows? It's one of those crazy days, you know. Just things happening, but that's normal for me. I, I don't mind crazy, you know, like my days are basically chaos but it's organized chaos as much as I can pull it off. You know what
1: I mean? Sometimes it's hard with other people involved. I can imagine that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just like, my thing is, it's a really a good thing for, you know, that people don't wake up all crazy because the night before they say, okay, these are the things in order that I need to do today. You know, when I wake up and you make a list. So when you get up, you don't go, oh God, what am I supposed to do? Well, you know, you have a list. Now, where I run into problems, I'm the troubleshooter. So all of a sudden, I'm through the second step, su- second thing. Maybe I have a contract to write or this call to make or this email to send out or record this or whatever the heck I have to do. Pooch, pooch, help. And my day, you know, takes a little slight. <laughs> it's going to happen. But that's my, you know, that's why I'm here for people. You know, I'm a troubleshooter. I, you know, solve problems, you know. and uh, which is fine. I I mean, I love doing it. That's the key. It's, I love helping people out. And it's fun for me too. It's like a puzzle. Okay, this is the problem. And the problem is that a lot of people, when they have problems, they stare at the problem. I don't stare at the problem. I stare at the solution. And I try to tell people, man, you know, don't focus on the problem. Focus on the solution to the problem. You know, get your facts together on the problem and let's solve it and you know and it's hard to do for yourself i understand if i have something with myself i you know i need to talk to somebody too you only can talk to yourself so often, you know it's like well i said to myself self you know <laughs> you know what i mean you know and you know where they say you know if, if you listen you know if you're if you're talking to yourself oh I, I forget how it goes but it's crazy you know the the point is that they say you're only crazy when you answer yourself, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like oh, it's funny. I was I put up on Facebook, you know, like you know, when the people say, "Pooch, do you think outside the box?" I say, "Hell no, I think outside the street jacket." You know what I mean? You know, it's just no. there is no box. People put boxes around themselves. Yeah. Look, it is hard no. to. Speak to when you have your own problems to see yourself clearly because you're more emotionally involved when i'm doing a song i'm uh, I'm the artist you know uh but i can clearly look at other people and with the knowledge and creativity help them
1: out and try to make it easy for them but yeah oh yeah everybody's got situations yeah it's crazy how how um the limiting beliefs can really hinder somebody's career or their their progress in that regard i mean a lot of people don't realize how the small changes or decisions you make on a daily basis add up over time so whether you're doing something positive or negative for yourself in six months to a year would compound almost similar to how money uh, used to accrue interest in the bank yeah, nowadays we know that's not the case but it's the the general principle how how it, it accrues interest is the same thing with Thoughts and emotions and feelings and, and actions. You know what I mean?
0: There's, the thing is, the one thing you have control of, everybody has control of in their life. There's only one thing, and that's their attitude. You know, you can look at the negative side or the positive side. Looking at the negative side, the problem has never solved any problem. Okay. You right. need solutions. You got to switch, you know? You yeah. it, and. We're trained, you know, it's called paradigms. But, you know, well, you have all these beliefs since you're a kid, you know, oh, the problem, I got such problems, you know, and you keep saying, oh, the problem. No, every there's a good side to almost every single thing, as hard as it seems to be. And, you know, it's just like there's polarity. There's a law of polarity. And the law of polarity says, you know, something's good, or it's bad. But it's really two sides of one thing, okay? It's, if it's good for you, it might be bad for somebody else. I mean, you can get into all kinds of different things. But even, all right, the virus that's going around, the coronavirus and all that kinds of stuff. It, I mean, it really kills a lot of people. Yeah. At the, the same point, And that's bad. At the same point, everything has an opposite. The pollution, with less people driving and stuff, has gone down in spots, okay? Uh, it's Sometimes you've got to use your creativity to find an answer. And, you know, obviously you take care of yourself. You wash your hands continuously and stay away from people that are sick and all that kinds of stuff. That's logical stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, you need to also find things to do creatively instead of, Oh God, what am I going to do? I'm here. The virus is there. I guess. yes, you can do a lot of stuff.
1: That's the thing. That's, that's the one thing I find is so interesting, bringing it back to what you were saying about how uh, people create their own, their own box for themselves and set their own limits is that a lot of people that I've met throughout my life tell me right off the bat that they're not creative and they're this and that, but everybody has creativity in them. And I believe that it's just, what medium is is, is fits you best some people like to paint some people like to write poems some people like to make music like ourselves or uh, many other things you know and everybody has something in them that that uses that 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 childlike characteristic of the imagination and the creativity uh from when they grow up and grow Uh, up
0: the thing is you you hit a very important thing a childlike thing and too many people you know, when you let the child you die, a part of you dies. I mean, you, the children are you know, curious and creative. And what we do in the education system is bat them down. You know, stop looking out the window and daydreaming. You know, stop, you know, thinking that, you know, they take the arts away. They don't want you to be creative. Because creative, you come up with ideas that they might not want you to follow. They want you to Take these certain courses and you grow up and you get a job, but also, no, man, you know, you know. And by the way, everybody's creative. It's just, it's being held back and down by people. But creativity is like one of those, it's the imagination, is one of those inner senses that's so important. And it's like, it's like weightlifting almost in a weird way. You just gotta exercise it, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it, that kinds of stuff. Creativity, just, you know, find a different answer to something, you know, have fun with it, just let yourself loose. But uh, one thing I might uh, to some point disagree with you on, yes, people will have certain things that they're really, that's their thing, like with me, it's music, okay? And I'm not a great artist, but I have great ideas about, you know, I think if you're creative in one thing, you can be creative in other things. It's just I don't have the patience to paint. I get some ideas. It'd be great for painting, but I'm going to make a messy painting, you know. But uh, obviously, oh, which brings up another funny topic. Well, it's actually a serious topic. Look, everybody has strengths. And weaknesses according to somebody else or the standards, okay? Because, you know, everybody's strengths and weaknesses. Like my strengths, yeah, I'm good at creativity, business, legal, that kinds of stuff. But as a technical person, it's just. Uh. So what happens is a lot of times they see they're weak at something. And what they do is people will try to get stronger in what they're weaker at. And my thing is, no yeah take your strength your strong things and make them stronger and let somebody else who's strong where you're weak let them do the weak part you know and they'll make it stronger and it's going to make you look better because you're going to have a better overall situation and product you know it's just like like i say i mean i used to be Technical, I was fine in my own studio that was used to be on this side uh, at one time. I was a pretty good engineer for about 20 years, a sound designer, all that stuff. But when I went digital, I, did, I didn't have time to learn this stuff, let alone use it. Yeah. So what I do is I have found out, because I know what a good engineer is, I can go to different people and have them. That's their, their strength with working digital programs and stuff that's fine let them handle that i'll write the songs let them handle the engineering and the technical stuff between the two of us uh, three of us remember uh, how many of us uh, say that again backwards uh as many of us you know uh but then you get the great product and it's fun working with other people
1: and i feel like that's the one thing i can speak for myself at least in things i've seen is I feel like that's a, it's an ego thing at the end of the day. Cause when I first started in the, in the industry seven years ago, I was thinking I was going to be able to do everything by myself and go out here and pride myself on, I would do my mixing, my mastering, my songwriting, my artwork, my videos, my this and my that. I tried to learn so many things and I, I realized quickly, I was like, Whoa, the, this is, this is way harder to do than just focusing on one thing. So that's when I started hiring people to be able to take, over the design and the artwork and the vi- the videos and all the stuff that I needed that I didn't really have or necessarily even want to spend the time on.
0: Well, my main thing on that is to spend the time on things you love to do because you could do a better job with them than stuff you don't like to do. And let them, you know, and when it got to the technical stuff and the engineers, you know, have fun. I mean, I'll be the producer. I'll, I'll, I I want to trust my ears for what, you know, well, like I always say, I know a mix is done when I get pooch bumps, then I know it's done. It's, you know, feels it feels good. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, let the other, it's fun working as a team. I like to write with other people. Yeah, I've written a lot of songs by myself, but I love writing with other people because they're going to have their sound, I'm going to have my sound, and between the two of us, we're going to come up with a third sound that might be really cool,
1: you know? Exactly, but if you had if you had a strong ego where you did you felt that uh, everybody else is worse than you and you're hot headed and you're thinking you're this and you're that you're never going to make it far in the industry because you're you're one uncoachable and nobody would be able to work with you.
0: Well, you just brought up something very important that reminds me of <laughs> exactly the ego problems with bands. I've seen bands where, let's say, the leader wants other musicians you know in his band maybe he's a lead guitar player needs a bass player drummer keyboards, whatever okay and he doesn't pick people in the band because of his ego to be as talented as he is or she is mm-hmm. they, they want you know that you know or maybe that person's a really great performer and it makes you look uh you know but man if i'm putting a band together i want everybody to be better than me of course <laughs> like, you're yeah. right with the ego thing now i've seen that too many times where they'll pick their friends and stuff that they can boss around and stuff and they're gonna get no place yeah
1: you know and i've dealt with a lot of people like that where it's like they they try to come in and they try to flash you their credits or they try to flash you the people that they know and most of the time they don't even know them they just just fibbing and lying to you right to your face but then i mean i've even had to to walk away from people because at first like they were such a good like a good uh friend or mentor whatever the case may be but at a certain point it just got to the it just got to the point where it's just like i can't sit here and listen to all this negativity and this i'm the best and i'm this and i'm that because it's like I'm trying to progress myself every day. So when you're comfortable and you're telling me that, oh, I'm the best and nobody can touch me, it means that you're complacent and that you don't wanna be able, you don't wanna learn more and progress yourself. That's where you become stagnant and behind on everything.
0: Yeah, you never, you never know everything and people that brag a lot are really insecure. They're the ones that are insecure, but you brought up a, something that's very important. And that is, it made me think of two things. A, working with friends (laughs) and family, and also just hiring people. If you look in in my book on artist management, I believe it's also in the major music biz book, I talk about choosing musicians, choosing singers for your band. And the funny part is, you look at the chapter, and three quarters of the chapter goes by before I even tell them, okay, pick up your instrument, let's see how you play. (laughs) It's (laughs) seriously, because, you know, what kind of attitude? I gotta see if they they have a sense of humor. Are they looking out just for themselves and not to to work with a group? Can they feel the type music? I'm gonna play stuff, you know? Can they feel the type music and all that kinds of stuff? Now, with family and friends, it's a very touchy situation. You almost have to say, look, I know you're my cousin or I know you're my sister or I know you're my friend, whatever, I'm gonna treat you like everybody else in the band because otherwise the other band people are gonna be really upset. If you treat them special, you gotta be willing to fire your friend you know, or family member just as quickly as you would fire anybody else, because they're going to hurt you if they're not doing what's necessary as a team. A band is a team. If somebody's trying to stand out too far, they're thinking about themselves. Man, let's put it this way. Let's just put a great recording that comes out. You don't hear the arrangement, you feel it, it brings out the song. You know, you play, you don't have to play all over the place. It's got to be the right notes at the right time, you know, and a lot of people forget that you need spaces for rhythm. (laughs) Okay. You go,
1: there's no rhythm. It's rhythm is, you
0: know,
1: from all my lessons and everything I've ever taken the most important things are knowing how to use the notes and, and, uh, and whether you're using modes or whether you're using keys and also knowing the rhythm. The rhythm is more important than anything. That's why the drummers are always, most of the time, the ones that, that arrange and orchestrate the songs and write the songs. Um, and for example, Neil Peart, he was, he was such an, an inquisit mind that he was able to write the lyrics and write the music. And if you were to actually just sit back and listen to him play the drums, Everybody in the band is basing their rhythm and their melodies and everything based off of the rhythm that he's playing. And that's look at, why drummer is yeah. always the most important.
0: Well, they can be. Well, I, yeah, I'm not gonna say which is the most important. To me, everybody's got to be important. Yeah. But you're right. Hey, look at Phil Collins. Phil Collins. I love his stuff. He writes his own stuff. He's a drummer by trade. Okay, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of drummers that are great at that kinds of stuff. Yeah. But if the drummer and the bass player aren't on the same page, you've got a problem. No. The thing I loved about Bill Collins' drumming, every song, the drums, he plays them differently to fit the song. You won't find him playing the same rhythms or the same exact style, you know, through every song. They all have their own things. I mean, he has one song, and he's a drummer one song doesn't come in, the drums don't come in to three quarters of the way through the song. Mm. You know what I mean? tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, listen to it, the drums come in like three quarters of the way through the song. Yeah. <clears throat> but the rhythms, listen to his drumming rhythms, they're really different. But you need a bass player that can work with the drumming. You know what's funny is, and I had it that way too, when I had a band uh, two times um, the drummer and the bass player were brothers, oh wow, Good and night. you know they practice a lot together and stuff and i i I took a chance when I was putting a band together when I first started way back <laughs> when I put my rock and roll band together i I had a tryout for uh, bass players mm-hmm. and I ended up taking this 16 year old who had no experience but he wanted to be better and keep getting better. And if you find somebody has the right attitude, I mean, he's got to play, you know, there's no doubt about that. He's got to play half decent, but oh my God, he just kept getting better and better. The right attitude, you want somebody really good, of course, but not it's better have somebody really good who wants to keep getting better than somebody who thinks they're a star and they don't have to go meet for yeah, the it's funny because
1: people look at the most famous guitarists of all time like Randy Rhodes for instance Randy Rhodes was like a child prodigy guitar player but even when he was on road with Ozzy Osbourne he just came out with Crazy Train and Mr Crowley and all these major records that people know him for he was still he he brought his guitar teacher on tour with him to give him lessons nonstop
0: And that's very true. And a lot of the top singers take voice teachers along with them to make sure they don't get get bad habits, you know, things like that. No, you're quite right. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I find that very important. But the rhythm I've always seen is super important, especially in today's music. Everything is so up the middle. Everybody's going, but like nobody can, nobody understands that to go, yeah yeah and pl- and pl- that's why rhythm's is important because like that right there just those two different feels could automatically change the whole song and and make it to is, make it from super generic to innovative
0: yeah i, I agree with you 100 percent uh i think it was dizzy gillespie he was a very famous guy from way way back he says the first five years you learn how to play your instrument the next fifteen years you learn what not to play. <laughs> Is it, you you yeah. need these faces to have rhythm, folks. And, yeah. You know, I've seen this with drummers, I've seen with guitar players, I've seen it with all kinds of musicians. They just overplay. It's more important to play the right note at the right spot. And God, it drives me crazy when a guy's especially at the beginning of the song. The end of the song, yeah, let all hell break loose. That's fine. But in the <laughs> beginning of the song, we're the guitarist is doing all kinds of playing while the singers singing.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's almost like it, they're playing over them. Yeah, that's why. That's why I always go towards more the approach. I mean, it, it, I, when I write songs, it's different each time. But most of the, the best songs I've ever written started with the vocal melody first, because then I could accompany that vocal with each instrument that could the first being the piano or whatever, I feel is suitable for that song. It's based per song, most of the time for me, but the vocal melody allows you to be able to be free instead of being like, all right, these are the chords right here. All right. This is like my, the box I set for myself, but then where are you going to go from there? So if you start with the melody, you kind of already have, you you could come up with a verse and a hook and a bridge and already have your whole song ready to go. You just have to accompany it with the other instruments.
0: Well, it's really funny. (laughs) I've I've seen, yeah, I've seen people start out full with everything going on. I always say, well, where do you go from there? (laughs) You know, and stuff like that. The funny part is what you said about, you know, you start with the melody and stuff. Uh, uh, In my first marriage, okay, we were a mess except for the point of we were good writing together, and she knew how to get me to write songs because she would usually write from words and have some melody, but there was a rhythm to it that I could feel. See, I mean, I love co-writing with people, but I got to be able to feel it to do it. And she would give me the rhythm and the title, the rhythm in the of the of the you know the words, the way they flowed and stuff. What made it easy? Ooh, yeah, I could. Feel the melody from that. See, to me, if I'm co-writing with somebody, if they write the words, the words should tell me what the melody is, okay? Mm. If they write the melody, it's gonna, oh yeah, I can hear that. That's about this. You know, know, it might be different if five other people did it, but I could recognize it. But uh, yes, I look for rhythm, definitely. To me, it's very important, okay? Like my favorite instrument is the bass, okay? And the bass and drums, of course they have to work together. But the bass is like the bottom, it like ties together the other instruments and the drums. It's, it's like there, the, it just holds things down and stuff. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. But it's playing the right thing at the right time. And this is very important also with musicians. Every, yeah, obviously when you write a song, it should have a hook, something catchy, you know, words in the chorus or the notes in the chorus or this instrument, whatever. Every instrument should have hooks. Mm -hmm. now, And they don't even have to sound like the melody of the song at all, but it's got to work all the way through that your vibe, you know, they catch you. There's a lot of songs that that have pulled me in, not from this, the song, the words and melody, a lot of times, it was maybe a guitar thing. I mean, I always get like rolling sounds. Dang, dang, nah, 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 nah. You know, I mean, there's certain hooks. And, you know, and don't be afraid to use them over and over again. And people say, oh, well, it's too much. Man, you know, if it's worth repeating, that's fine. <laughs> it's gotta be worth repeating. But every musician, should definitely have hooks in their songs yeah build to look, maybe add another like dip, 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 first time then dip, 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 maybe the second time or something yeah but yeah there should be hooks
1: of course it's very important and I, I i see a lot of people nowadays i feel like this is very important to note is that a lot of people think and believe there's a there's a there's a popular belief that to make good music you have to follow the trends And the trends that people understand is that a trend in the music industry was created six months to eight months prior to that. So everything everything you're hearing right now at this current moment, whether it be hip hop, EDM, pop, anything along those lines, was already calculated and formatted to be the way it is six to eight months ago. So, you following the trend now and saying, oh, because uh, whatever major artist, uh, uh, Little Baby or a Drake, any of these people dropped a new song, you're trying to make something like that. You're already six months behind.
0: You're, you're so right, especially if they're with a the major label, because they plan releases a lot of times three to six months in advance. Okay. So, it's already been created. You're, you're so right. But there's one thing about what you said is that when you say six to eight months, that was even several years ago. Nowadays, a TikTok thing could come out <laughs> or something, and it just changes everything, you know. So <laughs> my, my thing is, you don't, want, you don't want to copy what's already there. The major labels do it. That's why they're always 10 years behind on everything. You know, they say, oh, this is big now, let's do this. So I remember when Madonna came out, that everybody sounded like Madonna they would bring out, okay? You don't do that because it's already six months or a year later. You're so right. And, uh, God, I mean, things are changing sometimes daily. Of course. Of course. So there's one way to solve it all the time, and that's come out with your own sound, okay? Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about
1: it. <laughs> I actually an artist that I feel like really did that well was Billie Eilish. Like, some, oh, okay. like, There's some songs I love, some songs I'm not so fond of, but that's just because of my personal taste. But the way that she came onto the scene and the way that it, it was so unperfectly perfect is the best way I can describe it. Because they were just using all the random things to make to make the song. And it, 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 they added some grittiness. And then she was like whispering her vocals. And it was just so many contrasts. Oh, I, the best way I could describe it is, is I can always compare things to food. Like there was just so many layers to that cake that you would just never expect would go together. And you're like, wow. It tastes incredible. That's the that's the same way I I basically see a song.
0: (laughs) You can always tell somebody say something like that. They're like the yeah. The the thing (laughs) is, you are are so right. Billie Eilish is a fantastic example. Between her and her brother, working out of a bedroom, not a ten thousand dollar an hour studio. I'm exaggerating slightly. Uh, but, you know, working out of there, and he gets producer of the year award. Her stuff's different. I mean, she saved, she, she was like a breath of fresh air that, man, here I hear a new artist and just, it just feels so good, this stuff. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, everybody's going to have their favorite song or not favorite song. That's fine. But that they let loose. They weren't trying to sound like anybody else. They were who Billie Eilish is with her brother. And between the two of them, that's what you get. And the point is, I love that stuff. But you notice, she stands out. And I'll put it here this way. It's one thing in common between all superstars and why she's so big, and why Lady Gaga, and Mick Jagger, and James Brown, and you know, they were either loved or they were hated. You loved their songs, or you, or them, and you, or you hated them. They, you know, it wasn't like okay, they're good. But when you're hated or loved, you're always talked about. You know, hey, I don't like, you know, yeah, man, but she's really good. You yeah, know, you know what I'm saying? And nobody looks like them. Nobody sounds like them. They, they, they're unique, but they're still marketable. I mean, they're still putting out stuff that people can identify with you yeah. know this-
1: actually, it brings me to an interesting question actually how do you feel about uh, the the opposite way of promoting it where now people are wearing masks or they're showing up as a cartoon character version of itself almost like the precursor like like gorillas for instance where they have the cartoon characters and on stage they don't even show their faces but their music is great they like, do you feel that the, uh, obviously it'll depend per artist, but do you feel that in some cases that's almost better because then the, the, the audience and the public can actually judge the music for the music and not for the image of that, of that artist or whatever the song is?
0: Yes, uh, and the thing is nowadays, of course, it's easier because with, with everybody's wearing masks and stuff, but that's been going on for a lot of years, believe it or not. I think it was Tina Marie, I remember, was one of the big ones where she was white and doing black music and they didn't want anybody to know that she wasn't black. So they never showed what she looked like. Wow. She was starting out. Okay. Oh, believe me, I could go to white black history because it happened to me when I'm a white rocker being produced by a black producer and the record companies were not happy about it and it caused problems. This is back in the seventies, you know, but things don't happen like that. But yes, the, uh But everybody's just trying to be so different than other people. The masters are necessary right now.
1: (laughs) Completely understand, yeah. I mean, there's so much music coming out every day, and I just feel like some people are just swamping the the industry with all these songs, and there's not really quality control anymore as there was back in the day because, I mean, you had to really get picked up by a label and actually get – like to the point where they release the music, you know I mean? There's a lot of speculation deals that, I, that I, obviously I wasn't born then, but I'm, I was told stories of how there was just a lot of specu- speculation work that was going on during that time that the labels were in charge of everything. So nowadays with that being out of the picture, it's kind of like anybody can release a song and they're not really worried about the quality of what it is.
0: Well, <clears throat> the one thing you do have to keep in mind, one person's art is, you know, another person's crap. I mean, you know, <clears throat> you know, opinion-wise, okay? Art is an opinion. But yes, you know, it, there's no, anybody puts anything out, but you don't know what's going to hit. Some things hit for really stupid reasons. They became really famous. Sometimes it was their image totally. I mean, we're in 1980 when things major changed because videos came in. A lot of the people that would normally make it music couldn't make it because it didn't have the image thing, yeah, yeah. but now it 's a lot about different kinds of images and- you know all different kinds of stuff. I mean
1: yeah, it makes sense why the hair metal stuff and all the the hairspray was going style. on
0: the yeah, style one person does it, everybody else does it, you know it was just the style of the times and yeah.
1: It's, yeah. crazy. it's crazy how to, to see that because I grew up listening to Motown, you know I mean? Al Green, Marvin Gaye, and then going up to Led Zeppelin, uh, ACDC, then going up to Madonna and Prince, then going up to NWA and Tupac and <laughs> the modern year. I mean, it's crazy to see the progression and kind of how, uh, how all of those artists have, have led us to this point.
0: Yeah, and... I mean, we, I guess people who've been around a few years, or we even, you know, there's a lot of new people that buying the old vinyls. I mean, you know, a lot of young people are buying the old vinyls. But yeah, the different styles of music and stuff, we all had certain influences, okay? And uh, there's all styles of music. I mean, it, to me, I look for great songs with great artists that could put across great songs with great recordings for the whole product all of it together was great and uh i mean i'm I mean, I, from the 80s would say from there was pick you know because 60s you know Beatles, stones that, that was a big controversy all the time too you know the beatles were the pretty boys nice and the stones were the bad guys but that's where they were promoted okay and uh but i mean the 80s with fleetwood mac i mean what made their songs work? Everybody's different. What Fleetwood Mac, what made their songs going is that they were so intertwined relationship wise. I mean, the, the guitar player, you know, Lindsey Buckingham and Stephen Nicks were together. They came into the band and everybody was dating everybody else. But where they pulled it off, usually it would start a war and the bands broke up. They didn't. They stayed together where they wrote songs about each other and they were real so it worked and the emotion came through and they're great as a band musicians they were more than individually great but as a band they made a great team
1: yeah they're an intense catalog i mean it's some of the stuff like some of the the best work i've ever heard in my whole life even going back and listening to it you're like how in the world did they even come up with this but as you just explained it was it was real for them at that moment and they spoke their truth and
0: and, and they they didn't break up, like most bands would be just breaking up out of it. Yeah, they yeah. took it on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and they would sing each other's harmonies and stuff, you know? And even though one guy was writing, you know, Lindsay was writing, a, you know, something down about, you know, Stevie and Stevie was, you know, but yeah. they actually worked together with this stuff and it worked. Yeah. And they, they stayed together and somehow they were able to pull it off, you know? I'm glad they did. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of uh, how things, uh, even, and some of them went, did solo things. Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks did some great solo albums. Uh, if you want to see something amazing, um, Stevie Nicks doing Edge of 17 live, wow. you know, with her own band in Chicago, look up live in Chicago, it'll pop up, believe it. It's a Edge of 17. And, and the thing is, that that just rhythmic guitar thing through that song, and it became a big hip-hop song. Uh, I forget who did it. I was using that as the background of that guitar. You know, it's just that created that
1: sound, okay? Crazy. So, yeah, Pooch, I know we, so we've talked about a lot today, and um, today was more of a sporadic episode, so people got a lot of different Information from different parts of everything that we have going on in our daily lives. So uh, I feel like that was good
0: No, I mean, this is great because this is real life folks, you know, it's you know Different things to think about and put it to other things fit it how you fit it in your life and what you're going through or things it's It's good sometimes just to go all over the place because it's life in the music business. That's what we're doing, you know, so uh, yeah, no, I love things like this because it's they're very educational and you're not stuck on, well, in chapter one, we're doing, Sorry. you know, you know, Sorry. oh man, that's boring shit. I couldn't sit through that, you know. <laughs> I,
1: like the, I like the informal stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we're still covering this is very important stuff. Yeah. You know, overall putting together a whole musical thing, you know. Yeah. So, like always, Pooch, you can lead us out. Tune in for the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. Tune in for the next episode.